Christy is fun. Where did that come from? I don't know. My brain was like, Christy is fine. Christy in charge. Charles in charge. Just sing the song. Of my days and my nights. Of days and our nights. That's right. That, that's a show that even I didn't fucking watch. How do you know the theme to fucking like it? That was before my time. How do you know? Oh, come on, it was on in reruns when we were growing up because I remember seeing it. Maybe I've never I actually watch seen it, it. It's from a it's from a Scrubs joke. Mm. Okay, fair, fair enough. enough. Which is topical. So yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. more sense. Awesome. Um, <laughs> this is where we stop talking. Yeah. You could have just started the episode right there, you fucking time. I love seeing it. Every goddamn time. It's like a dance. You're love. the one who instigates it. It's like a dance robot dance bingo card thing. It's no, it's no. tradition no. at this point. No. We stop talking as soon as the recording button no, hits. No, it's not know. that we stop talking when the record button hits. You always end the conversation. <laughs> you end it with a statement that we cannot respond to. Uh, Thanks, Annie. I love you. Wah, wah. Uh, All right, well, let's get this show on the road, guys. Thank uh Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Dance Robot Dance. Uh, we're at episode 48 this week. Yeah. 48. Yeah. Uh, Four score. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, that's crazy. You're right. Look at that. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm Mark. I'll be your host tonight. Uh, I'm here with Tim. Hello. And Christy and a lot of noise in the background. So we have like three and a half hosts kind of right now. Sup, yo, yeah. sup. Three, three hosts and some cutlery. Yeah, exactly. Uh. Mark's going in the other room to eat, and then he's off to the gym, because he's badass like that. To the game. Awesome. Uh, how are you guys doing this week? Uh, good. It's been kind of a kind of a crazy week at work, but uh, but good. I'm, I mean, crazy in a good way. I've been selling lots of shit, so. That's, that's good. a plus. Yep. Wheeling and dealing, as we do. Oh, salespeople. Um, My favorite people. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. I had a weird fever. Um, earlier today, that like incapacitated fever? me. That no, can only be cowbell was not the prescription, oh. guys. <laughs> Shut that down. <laughs> um, but uh, more cowbell. That was the worst impression I've ever. Heard. You're the worst impression ever. You know what? That's hurtful. Okay, I'm a real person, <laughs> and you're an improvert. Are you um, though a real oh, person? I'm so nice. I don't know. You guys have seen me twice. I've seen you more than twice. That's true. Four times. <laughs> twice that we the remember. Wedding. Yeah, screw you guys. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm just like, I'm exhausted lately. I think I've just been pushing too hard with all the shows and improv and just need to calm down. I didn't get into the woods, so I was a little bummed. Um, oh, oh. I was, you didn't get anything or no, I was, just didn't I was, offer you the parts you wanted? I was runner up for Little Red. They said that I was too young to play the other parts. Um, and my height was what he liked. And then he really liked me, but apparently I was second choice. Um, a friend let me know who's on the prod team. I was second yeah. choice to a girl. Say, normally you don't get these sorts no. of uh, feedback from community theater. It's like, no, fuck you. Yeah, next. pretty much. You're out. <laughs> but um, I was second choice for Little Red next to a girl that the director has worked with three times in the last year. So he really likes her. Uh, so I can't be upset about that. But I was more just bummed because it's not even I didn't even want to be Little Red Riding Hood. It was more like the ego that gets bruised when you don't get a part. Because um, yeah. I told him it was Little Red at that point or nothing. So. Yeah. Blah. But that's kind of, yeah. 
That's me. How are you, Mark? I'm all right. Busy. Uh, it's not as crazy with concerts as was the week before, but this week coming up is going to be insanity. So we'll have to see how that okay, don't turns you have out. Three. Yes. Uh, next week is there is a tour launch party or tour launch concert for Queens of the Stone Age on Thursday. U two is Friday night, and then the Arkells on Saturday night. Nice. So that's not that's, that's not this oh, weekend, but the the following weekend. So this weekend I've got nothing. I'm gonna chill out hopefully. So a little bit because I went. This is uh, this is I don't know if you guys have seen the sort of meme circling around where it's like uh, being adult an adult is easy. All you do is tell other people how tired you are, and they tell you how tired they are, yeah. and you just talk about how tired you Pretty are. Pretty much accurate. <laughs> Pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, well, let's hop into the news then, since there's there's a fair bit of stuff, and uh, some of it we should talk about, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's, first we'll get the sad stuff out of the way first. Um, last weekend, Adam West died, so TV's oh, Batman. Yeah. No, 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 Batman. <laughs> so I don't know how much experience you guys have with Adam West, like the Bat- that Batman show, but I watched it growing up because it was on reruns constantly when yep. we, were, we were kids. So Yeah, it was on reruns on YTV. I, I, I'm, I've been struggling to recall if it was on at lunchtime because I would go home for lunch because I was that kid because mm-hmm. uh, I live like two blocks from school or... Um, or if it was after school, but I remember that they would always play like a couple of episodes back to back. Yeah, they'd always play because every episode was a two parter. Because originally it aired yeah. like Tuesday, Thursday nights or something like that. They would always play the two parter. Yeah. It was after school because I wasn't. A, I was my school was downtown, so I didn't get a chance to go okay. home for fucking lunch like you weirdo. Um, <laughs> so it was after school for sure. But I definitely watched that. Like so, that was a kind of a formative thing growing up for sure. Like watching that old Batman show, and I have the Blu-ray box set here. I was kind of watching, flipping through some episodes this week after I heard the uh, the news that he tragic had, news. The tragic news. That, well, I mean, eighty-eight. He was old. He's, yeah, yeah. He's eighty-eight, and he's he's been a, a fixture of the. He's been pretty active. Um, his entire sort of well, maybe in like the last like fifteen years. Yeah, the last or fifteen or like twenty that, years. Pretty active. Yeah. Yeah, um, still I did see. And yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, he was still like a semi-regular character on Family Guy, yeah. and uh, um, he's started. Uh, he'd voiced a couple of uh, movies as Batman '66, uh, some of the DC animated movies, and I did hear that uh, he'd recorded everything for the Batman '66 sequel uh, animated movie with Bill Shatner as uh, as, as Two Face. Yeah, so that's that's so. that's coming up. Um, yeah, I guess um, it'll be a nice swan song. I guess. Yeah, I guess they they have the the bat signal like over LA right mm-hmm. now in Aww. honor of him. Yeah, yeah, that. And I guess uh, I, I I was like thinking like they actually have a bat signal, but apparently it's the one that they're using for like Justice League. Well, that that's makes sense. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I guess like that's like I don't really have a ton to say about it, but if you want a really good eulogy, um, this week's Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. Both of whom know him very well. Ralph Garman especially knows him very well. Uh, yeah. Both of them wept openly on the show. So Aww. if you if you want to hear a really good, like touching kind of eulogy, Adam West, I would finish listening to our podcast and then go download this week's Hollywood Babylon, I guess, <laughs> and listen to them. I mean, at this point, you can turn us off. You've already downloaded us. So yeah, we've already got. We've the got numbers the numbers, there, so we're so, good to go. Yeah, yeah we've <laughs> already got your number of. 30 yeah, something 30 people something, or whatever, whatever. So, yeah. verified downloads <laughs> good to go um yep. just yeah what did you have something to say 
well, I, I did. I saw that. Uh, I saw Kevin Smith's Facebook post on it as mm-hmm. well, and it was pretty, uh, pretty heart wrenching as well. Yeah, so. yeah. Garmin was really upset, so that was yeah, which is odd because he's usually the more biting of the two, stoic one of the two. Yeah, guys. well, he's the one who always makes a joke and everything. So uh, him and hit yeah. him, 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 uh, him and Adam West were pretty good friends, apparently. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, let's keep let's move along. Unless you have something you want to add, or you were just burping into the microphone. No. All right. Just making weird noises? Or am I just hearing things? (laughs) Christy, what are you eating? Nothing. (laughs) Liar. Eating wine. Some blush. A nice rosé. Was it a strawberry wine, though, that she was drinking? Yeah, Yeah. so gross. Fucking jam wine. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> um, It'll get you drunk. So, because we were talking about it last week, um, the Mummy movie came out and bombed fucking hard. I don't know if you guys saw mm-hmm. that, and everybody's blaming Tom yep. Cruise. Wonder <laughs> Woman decimated it at the uh, the box office. Yeah, for, apparently that was its because that was Wonder Woman's second week, right? Would have been its second yeah, weekend, and still just fucking washed, cleaned up. Apparently, it's 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 uh, it's looking like it might at least be number two at the box office this week again too. Wonder Woman, not the Mummy. Wow. The Mummy's. <laughs> yeah, because I think Transformers opens this weekend. Yeah, for sure. Hey, you never know. Maybe Wonder Woman will do three weeks in a row. It's not likely, but it is possible. I mean, it's... Well, I mean, Transformers also has a lot of international appeal. Yeah. So, but... Uh, which I think The Mummy probably didn't. Uh, but uh, Wonder Woman is also apparently doing pretty well internationally well, as well. So that's the one thing. Like I think Tom Cruise's star power still has some kind of draw outside of North America. You know what I mean? Like I'm still, mm-hmm. he's still got some cachet over here, but like I think internationally he would be a bigger thing. But Transformers plays huge in Asia, so it is kind of yeah. But I also I feel like the the Universal monsters don't have kind of the same draw. Like that's I think that's very much it's a, a very American North American, North American thing, yeah. phenomenon. Um, so I think that that, that side of it maybe doesn't have as much draw internationally. Yeah. I'd agree. Yeah. You would agree? Mm-hmm. Great. I don't Good. think that it's got, Good. um... We'll keep you on. Yeah. You can stay <laughs> on the show. <laughs> 48 episodes um, later. <laughs> no, I just agree that they don't have the same, like, what do they think? That the Egyptians are going to be like, yeah! <laughs> Dracula! <laughs> Shitty European aristocracy. Um... <laughs> Awesome. Uh, so I got super. I got big news today. They've announced the the new Queens of the Stone Age record will be out on August twenty fifth. It is called Villains. The new song. I see that. The new song. Uh, oh shit! No, I can't remember the title of the song. And I closed my Spotify. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> I haven't listened to it yet, but uh, I. It's, yeah, I don't know. I might wait for the album. It's called the way you used to do. It's uh, it's different. They got uh, Mark Ronson, who's like kind of a. I love him. Yeah, he's a pop producer doing it, so it's got kind of a he's, weird sound to it. But I, he's the guy he that did. Cool uh, oh fuck! Well, he did Lady uh, Gaga's Bruno, last the Bruno the Bruno Mars song. Don't believe me, just watch. Oh right, right, right. that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. He did um, Lady Gaga's last record too, which Josh Homme did a guest spot on. Yeah. So I'm excited. Anyway, so the Queens of the Stone Age album that comes out August 25th. That's super exciting. Um. Before we get into the, we, Christy and I geek out about video game stuff. Uh, there was last, like, so last Saturday when, like, the news about Adam West hit, uh, Marvel also put out a trailer that day. I don't know if we've all seen it. Christy, have you seen the Black Panther trailer? Uh, <laughs> let's, we should, we, we should have just done, we kind of almost did a Tim Reacts video, but, or, uh, 
podcast because he hadn't seen the whole thing either. Let's do a Christy reacts to Black Panther trailer. Yeah. Why don't you look it up and we'll. I'd, I'd watch most of it in the bathroom at a party on Saturday, but at my at my own party actually. Like a like a non nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit. Uh, Gen- I mean, it's technically a teaser, but it's like a fucking minute and a half teaser. Like, what- it's a minute and 50 seconds long. Yeah, like, like what fucking world are we in where teasers are a minute and 50 seconds long? Just fucking call it a trailer. <laughs> a teaser is like 30 seconds. All right, let me see here. Am I going to freak out? Because, you know, Black Panther's cool. I don't know anything about it, though. It was pretty cool. It was a good trailer. I liked it. I don't know. It's, oh, hello. <laughs> Look at that thumbnail. Okay, <laughs> let me see. Here we go. Oh, yeah, I love YouTube. Ad- oh, no, it's not YouTube ad. <laughs> oh! 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 Smeagol and Sam back together. That's not Sam. That's Bilbo. Smeagol and Bilbo, yep. Gollum and Bilbo. <clears throat> I'm so excited. I love, Mar- I love them both. Oh! Except uh, Gollum's arm is gone. Ooh, El Dorado. <laughs> oh, look at all those dancing people. I, I I don't think I knew Forrest Whitaker was in it. I think literally every black actor is in this movie. <laughs> that's, actually, that's racist. Yeah, that's but there's just, <laughs> just a lot of people. Oh shit! Oh, he's so badass. <laughs> I do like that it's a uh, like white villain in the you know all black movie, fucking yeah. fucking white devil. Yep. <laughs> I also absolutely love him. Andy Serkis is amazing. Yeah, I'm a big Andy Serkis fan as well. Do you know that he was the second unit director for a lot of the Hobbit movies? I don't want to talk about that for all the Hobbit movies. I think They're terrible. Not terrible. They're kind of watch watchable. Them, guys. Yeah. In that I've watched them once. Step to the spotlight. <laughs> are we gonna have to remind you you're white again, Christy? And that Ooh. and that our audience can't see you dancing on your webcam? There is also that. Ooh. That was a cool car scene. That was a full trailer. That wasn't a teaser. Yeah, exactly. The music My is feelings so like exactly. I like the music. So, the music's good. Yeah. No, the music's good. The logo yeah. looks a bit like Luke Cage. I wow. think that's not a coincidence. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that one. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. It uh it looks pretty damn good and it looks distinctly different than all the other MCU movies. Um like there's some some yeah. of the other ones like maybe Ant-Man and Iron Man had like some like a lot of crossover kind of thing, a lot yeah. of overlap and that. So, but uh it's nice to see one that has like a really distinct distinctly different kind of flavor. It also looks like it doesn't actually like touch, like come to the states at all. Like it looks like it's all happening in Wakanda, which is yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty rad. Although it is, I'm, I'm wondering like where in the timeline it's going to take place because wouldn't Captain America be hiding in Wakanda at that point? I don't know. That, Maybe he is, and they just didn't show that in the trailer. Maybe that'll hmm. be a surprise. They'll drop on us at the. Uh... Wait, what? They're going to put white superhero in the their black superhero movie. Yeah. Me that that might not go so well. <laughs> that might not go super well. <laughs> I, I don't think uh, I don't think Marvel's gonna make a, a giant gaffe like that. <laughs> somehow, <laughs> somehow I think Marvel Marvel will survive. Right. 
Um, yeah, so Black Panther looks awesome. I will survive. It does look good. I'm pumped. It looks really good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. that's all. Oh, wait. There's one big giant news thing that happened this week. I guess we should talk about. Is it E3? E3 happened this week. Yeah. So do you have anything in specific that you want to talk about, Christy? Because I have a little list of things that I'm excited about, but. I just, I'm just pumped. Um, I mean, I wasn't as pumped as I thought it would be, but I'm still like, um, I'm excited for this year in video games. There's a couple good things. I'm excited for that Uncharted new, the new Uncharted one with the ladies. Yeah, that looks awesome. I was like, yeah. PlayStation's awesome. got like PlayStation like they. I don't think they had like the the best. They didn't have like a big surprise um kind of conference, but like they have this like stellar lineup of games coming out in the next like calendar year or so. That's like. Just mm-hmm. gonna crush. Well, there are some so. games that were surprises, like the ones that you're probably most excited about, Mark. There's no big like consoles or anything. No, but I'm talking about Sony's conference. Oh, okay. Specific. Like for PlayStation, there wasn't anything super exciting. Mm. Like something, not nothing new, mm-hmm. like new news kind of thing that was super exciting. But like the trailers and the gameplay for God of War and Spider Man both look fucking amazing. Yeah, God of War looks insanely good yeah i've already pre-ordered both games on amazon so i'm in uh oh yeah absolutely well you get a huge discount if you're an amazon prime member like i get them both for 50 bucks because of that what mark's an amazon prime member my mark yeah you should get him to pre-order those games then because you get them for 50 bucks right now i got that in red dead uh, red dead redemption 2 all for 50 which they're not launching till that's in the new year right like they boomed that out to 2018 yep so there's that. Uh, Microsoft has announced their Xbox One X, which that's a fucking mouthful. I don't know why they would <laughs> choose that name. That's just oh. While we were offline with Chrissy's technical snafu, Tim had a good little anecdote about that. He was kind of yeah. There's another meme I saw going around this week that was like uh, with the announcement of the Xbox One X and the Xbox One S. I can already picture myself as a uh, tired. Uh, mother in December trying to figure out which one my stupid kids want. <laughs> <laughs> my point, my my counterpoint to that being that, like, I think everybody's just buying PlayStations these days, so I don't think it matters that much what Xbox calls their shitty, like, new <laughs> console with no games on it. Because that was my big uh, takeaway from that, is they announced this new, like, hyper-powerful console. They didn't announce any exclusive games for it. it like, there was nothing so wait, that got announced. There's going to be Beyond an Xbox One now? Yeah, yeah. So there's that's Xbox. really soon. Yeah, well, it's not, and that's the thing. It's like a PS4 Pro, but it's just got way more horsepower than the PS4 Pro had. Yeah, it's not like a oh, full new oh, console, okay. right? Like it's just got like a little bit better graphics card, and like it's ultimately well, the same. It's actually, it's actually a much better graphics card. Like the system's way more powerful than the Xbox One is. Mm. Like it can oh. run native 4K gaming and stuff like that, but it's not. It still technically falls under the Xbox One whatever like it's like xbox it's xbox 360 or whatever xbox one and it's still an xbox one like it's xbox one xbox one s xbox one x that's really hard to say yeah quickly <laughs> so yeah i was anyway. gonna say that's impressive that you said it at all that's a mouthful uh, that's what she yeah, said. It was, and that's what she said uh yeah so i don't know i don't know i have like very little interest in it right now i don't have a 4k tv you'll buy any it. games no, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mark, you buy everything. Yeah. I know I do. Exactly. Let's tell us that you won't buy it and then we'll 
see how it goes in six months in, in, in november yeah. yeah when it launches in november yeah. um yeah i don't know we'll see but i don't like right now i don't have any interest in it i still haven't bought a ps4 pro i am thinking about one but i haven't bought it yet <laughs> i didn't even no, know that nothing? came out i'm so behind the times what xbox one x no like the, the playstation ps pro. pro that came out like last year Mm, yeah, your your household that has multiple PS4s. Yep. Yeah, and you guys don't. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, what else Sorry. happened at E3? Well, Nintendo killed it this year, and <laughs> I am vindicated. I am vindicated. My purchase of an Xbox or a fucking Switch of an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip. Oh, because I'm gonna buy an Xbox One X probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm vindicated. They announced Metroid 4, Metroid oh, yes. Prime 4. So I'm very excited for that. Um, they also announced the new 3DS Metroid game. So well, it's a, a remake. remake of yeah. a remake. Yeah, mm-hmm. but still. Mm-hmm. They've been killing it with with their uh, with their 3DS remakes though. Like the Ocarina of yeah. Time and uh, Majora's Mask ones were both great. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of excited for this. It is it looked a little weird like it's got like it's all 2.5D like it's actually 3D graphics and stuff. It's not hand drawn. Mhm. But it is like, I don't know, whatever. Metroid, the fact that Metroid is back is enough for me to be excited about owning a Switch and maybe now having to figure out how to play a 3DS game, which means I probably yeah. have to buy a 3DS, but <laughs> that's fine, I guess. You get one of the we'll big see. ones that might be a little easier on your, your big old paws. Yeah, on my hands, yeah. yeah. That's always <laughs> my problem with paws. these things. Yeah. yeah. But still, that's super, yeah. That's awesome, though. Got some good yeah. stuff coming out. Yeah, it's going to be like I was. I was saying to Tim, like while you were having your technical issue, uh, like twenty eighteen for yeah, yeah, with, yeah Scientology. Well, Scientology, Scientology was attacks. hacking Christie. Yeah, uh, twenty eighteen, but twenty eighteen for Sony in particular looks like pretty fucking good. Like that's yeah, that Spider Man like game looks pretty fucking boss. Yeah, and like between that yeah. and God of War and that, have you heard seen anything about Detroit, Christie? Detroit? Yeah. Oh, Detroit. the game. I was like, the place? The, the city? No. Yeah, the um, city. Yeah, I heard it's shit. I read a little bit about it. I don't know much. It's, it's the guys who made Heavy Rain. And, yeah. And uh, that, whatever it was, Beyond Good and Evil. No. Beyond Good and Evil 2, they announced for some reason, which is bizarre. But, like, um, what the fuck was that other game? I don't know. It's the one that had it's fucking riveting podcasting here, folks. I know. I'm not doing well tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Not why haven't you slept in three days? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Because I haven't. Maybe I shouldn't be hosting tonight. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, let's move along then. Uh, that was it I had for the news. Do you have anything you guys want to bring up? Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, Justice League got a new composer today. Or yesterday. What? With hey! Yeah, yesterday, last night. Um, Junkie XL was supposed to be doing it, but uh, I guess he has now been replaced by Danny Elfman. Oh yeah, that's interesting. So I mean, Danny Elfman obviously did an awesome job with the uh, uh, Batman '89 score, but I'm not sure if this really suits his style or not. But I mean, it's he's he's definitely done stuff not with Tim Burton that's been a little bit more sort of epic scale kind of thing. So we'll see. Well, he did Spider Man. Yeah. So, who did the score for Bat BVS? Because it was Junkie XL, but it was somebody else too, right? Like, was uh, somebody else attached to that? I'm not was it, sure. 
Let's see. Jerry Goldsmith? Maybe. That sounds plausible. Uh, music by, oh no, Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL. Didn't Hans Zimmer do this, the music for the Dark Knight movie? Yeah, he did the Bailbat uh, music as well. Oh, okay. And I think he might have done Man of Steel. It's yeah, I don't know. Oh no, I think you. I think you did. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that means they're going to bring back the Batman score, like the big march. But that would be interesting. Yeah, pretty much. It would be. I think that I don't know. It's a it's a great uh, it's a great score, but I don't know if it needs to come back. I was always waiting for in the Batman, like in the Dark Knight movies, them to even hint at it, and they never did. I was mm. always expecting it, but they never got to it. <laughs> I kept I kept waiting for it because those, those those score like they're so not memorable in that same way kind of thing I guess yeah like all those all those like Danny Elfman um, wow Eric would be pissed at me John Williams scores uh, <laughs> that you can just like immediately like you know the fucking yeah tune to do 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 exactly whereas like i find like the modern ones i'm like i don't the scores are just kind of there like background noise kind of thing yeah not i mean except for the joker the, the joker like the string thing in the dark knight it's the only one that i'm like oh that that i specifically remember is the joker but everything else i'm kind of like eh. yeah i mean the those movies had a pretty like overall i think you're right like people don't do really epic scores anymore uh for the most part like they I mean, I could think of a few. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think. the The Dark Knight movies had some other like uh, little themes and stuff that were somewhat memorable, but also like Inception's another one that uh, had a really good score. That's sort of in more recent memory. Yeah, true. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not. They're they're fewer and far between now than they used to be. Yeah, but it's not. It's never like that big march, like that big Star Wars opening kind of. Yeah. like You know what I mean, like that huge thing you get like the raiders march or something like that where you just know the music immediately based like mm-hmm. it immediately brings you into the movie as opposed to like oh, yeah this uh, this other stuff where it's just kind of like mood music or whatever to kind of set a tone yeah yeah true but hmm. anyway let's uh is that it is that all you got uh well the only other one was uh one that i grabbed for you mark in particular after you uh mentioned your uh impetus for this week's um uh, episode, which is that uh, you know there is a big trouble in Little China comic right now, right? I saw that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna. I'll probably comicsology that eventually. Yeah, I do love me some big trouble in Little China. <laughs> some snake pliskin. Uh, Jack Burton in that movie, mm. but right, all right, right. John John Carpenter, all the same. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess that means we can do Geek of the Week. Yes. Awkward time when nobody <laughs> says the sting. Geek of the week. Geek of the week. I just wanted to leave you guys a lot of room and to specifically remember to do the sting because <laughs> you guys didn't remember last week and I left it the way it was in the episode. So Yeah, you did, asshole. <laughs> All right, Christy, you're really fucking quiet tonight. What's your geek of the week? Oh, man. Uh, well, it was the Tonys um, and I didn't get to watch them. Which bummed me out. So today, I started listening to some of the soundtracks uh, from musicals that I don't quite know yet. And um, I've been listening to um, Dear Evan Hansen for a little while, so I knew what that was. But then all of a sudden, I heard the Come From Away soundtrack, which is all about um, the city of Gander in uh, Newfoundland. Or, um, 
Nope. Is uh, that the that's the, that's the nine eleven one, right? Yes. I've started um, looking at uh, Broadway shows because we're going to be going there for a few days in uh, yeah in uh, October. So I'm starting to look at shows that we might go see. Yeah. Although none of these so, will probably be able to get tickets for. Uh, but it was um it was really good. Uh, just like I listened to it like maybe like. 15 times i was just today i was like oh so good i was just having a blast with it and all i keep like i just keep singing it to myself and i'm like yeah um my sister's really been gushing over that uh evan hansen one it's really good lately yeah it's really good um and yeah it's just been it's just yeah i've just really enjoyed listening to it and i was like this is great um, and, uh, just, but the thing is that when I really love a song, I'll listen to it like 15 times in a row <laughs> and just friggin' love it. I bet Mark, I bet Mark loves that. Yeah. He was like, is this going to be another goddamn Hamilton? And I was like, no, maybe I can't, I don't know. Yes. Just, Probably. <laughs> um, I look forward to not listening to this, whatever it is. What if what if we do that episode where we recommend each other albums and she recommends it for you, Mark? Yeah, I'm gonna do to that it. now. <laughs> okay, good. This is gonna this is gonna turn into just like us trying to torture each other. Like I pick for Tim, I pick Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> and then no, it has to be something you actually like. Which I mean, I guess Christy could claim to like Justin Bieber and tell us to listen to that. But oh, I could I could have any of you guys listen to uh, 1989 by T. T-Swift, then. Mm, T-Swift. <laughs> then Mark, Mark will kill himself. Probably. <laughs> well, is all the all the dark music that uh, that Mark watches, and that's the album that will put him over the edge. Yeah, that'll be the one. That oh my god! Fuck your yes, there are videos, and the videos are lovely. I was gonna say, are they? But then, is there music videos for every song on the album? Is what I'm asking. No, maybe. For, I think there's for like four or five of the tracks on the album. There's a uh, music I video say for. I'm too late. Yeah, there's definitely one for "Shake It Off." There's one for the "Blank place. Space." There's one for "Bad Blood." Say. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a couple others. I'd watch. I'll watch the music videos. I may yeah. have already watched the music videos. <laughs> with just muted, <laughs> just muted. Yeah. Wow, this sounds an awful lot like the like that's that Deftones song say. again. That's what people say. It's pretty awesome. How, how long can you sing that before we uh, have to pay rights? Probably, we're probably are gonna get sued. Think. All the music that I've used without permission so far, nothing. This is what's gonna get us. Yeah, <laughs> I think Tete's uh, team seems particularly litigious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I can do? I'll just, I'll just, guys, I'll just sing it a little bit different. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll auto tune like, you, actually, Christy. After the fact, I stay out past ten. Game, game, game. game. Yeah. <laughs> Got nothing in my head. <laughs> And they always stay too late. Stay too late. They always stay too late. Too late. I say, get the hell out. Something, something rhymes with out. Well, I think I think Christy's improver is is breaking down. Yeah, Christy, I think you need to go back and do some improv practice. I'm really tired. Yeah, it's okay. Um. The only exposure I have to that song is The Rock doing it on Lip Sync Battle. He did good. At, yeah, he did that well, too. It was fucking fun. He did fun. good, yeah. eh, Tim? Uh, yeah, PhD? He did good. 
He did real good. He did real good. Yep. He did good. Yeah. Um. Awesome. So, Geek of the Week musicals, eh, Christy? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> That's exciting. Musicals, musicals, All musicals. Right. <laughs> All right. All right, Tim. Geek of the Week. Oof, I had a particularly geeky week. Uh, I did some eBay purchasing for the first time in a while, but definitely my biggest uh, one was uh, this Sunday with a couple of friends. I went to the Southern Fried Game Expo in... Uh, oh, I saw you posting about that. Yeah, tell me. Yeah. what? In Atlanta, uh, I, uh, so it's basically this um, like hotel and conference center. They run out the whole thing, and it's a conference that's based solely around gaming. Um, so it's not like E three or anything like that. The major draw of it is this huge room full of like hundreds of arcade and pinball machines that people bring in from like their private collections. In some case, they bring them there and they're up for sale. In some case, they bring them there just to show, and and all of them are set to free play. So on Sunday, it was open till like three or something like that. We got there at like 10. It was 20 bucks admission. It was just free play arcade and pinball games all fucking day long. Um, there's They also had like uh, rooms with like console gaming and stuff like that. And they had some like uh, talks and panels and that sort of thing as well. Um, like Billy Mitchell, the guy from uh, King of Kong was there. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome! And uh, and like signing autographs and doing meet and greets and that sort of stuff. And uh, and they had a lot. They uh, had a lot of other like pro gamers and stuff like that there too. Like they had qualifying rounds for like the uh, pinball like circuit and that kind of thing. And um, but that was uh, really cool. Yeah, but the major thing like I spent almost all of my time there just playing like old pinball machines and a little bit of cabinets like arcade cabinets, but mostly pinball machines. So. And they had like really old, like, you know, from like the 50s and 60s pinball machines that ha- obviously had like been restored and stuff like that in most cases. Um, but they also had like brand new machines from the few companies that are still making like new pinball games. Um, mm-hmm. So I got to play a, uh, a really fun Ghostbusters machine uh, that uh, I can't remember the fucking company of it. Um, let me let's see if I can look it up. I want to say it was Marco. Um, but I can't remember Ghostbusters Pinball 2017. Um, no Stern, yeah Stern. Um, and uh, they had uh like digital machines, so like it's set up like a pinball machine, but it's the whole field is just a screen, and you can load like all kinds of different pinball games and stuff like that into it, which is nice for sort of a home environment. Um. They had a Batman 66 machine, and that was, like, the day after, uh, or when when was his uh, death announced? Is it, it Saturday? Was June 9th. It was June 9th he actually died, but, like, um, they announced it on Saturday. Yeah, so... It might be the same day, I don't know. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was Sunday, Sunday was, was when I was there, and so they'd, uh, I'm not sure if it was already there or not, but they put, like, the... Uh, the Batman 66 machine was, like, right front and center, and there was, like, a whole huge line of people waiting to play it all day there was a girl that was dressed up like the um batman 66 uh back girl uh, as well nice. and so they got like pictures of her playing the machine and stuff um but there were like some really awesome like classic uh pinball machines and stuff like too like uh they had um a couple different versions of star wars pinball machines they had they did have adam's family i remember you mentioning that last weekend christy they had yep. adam's family That's pinball cool. Although I think there's multiple versions of that as well, because the one that they had there was not the one that I've played previously. 
Um, they had a couple really good Marvel ones. Uh, they had a really fun uh, Walking Dead one that had that also was like a brand new machine. I can't remember who made that one, but a lot of the soundtrack on that was Radiohead songs, like shit like cool. Idiotech and yeah, it was it was it was like you know Kid A kind of era uh, Radiohead songs. Um, they had Funhouse, which is another classic pinball cabinet. Um, they also had. Uh, like every you know old classic arcade game you can think of like fucking like Popeye and uh Pac-Man and Burger Time and everything um but they also had a uh, Fix-It Felix machine from the uh, Wreck-It Ralph games Oh Fix-It Felix that's so yeah. cool so you could actually go in and play that cuz I knew that they'd made some of those uh as sort of like viral marketing for the game but I'd never got to play one so that was fun to play um but yeah it was real they even had like dudes that made like customized games like they make their own fucking pinball machines and shit like that they had like prototype machines that were basically just like wood and had like the little like uh had like stuff like scribbled on them kind of thing but they were clearly like still in progress so people would bring them here and you could play them and like tell the people that are developing them like what you liked about it what you didn't kind of thing um so yeah, and it was there were people like actively, you know, there were these these are old games. Sometimes they break down, so there were people there that were like actively repairing them during the show and stuff like that too. What? That's so cool. Yeah, so you get like get to see in, underneath like you know these really old or like brand new, really complicated uh, pinball games and stuff like that. So that was a lot of fun. I spent like five hours straight just fucking playing like pinball and old arcade games for twenty bucks. That's awesome. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. So, yeah. So anybody that uh, lives in the southeast or even in the dozen, it's a fucking great event. It goes on. It was like three days long. We only went for the one day, but next time I might just go ahead and do the whole like three day thing. Um, so Southern Fried Game Expo. That sounds awesome. That sounds really cool. Oh man, we're, so rad. Weren't you just yeah. at a classic game thing like the week before too? Didn't you? I, I feel like I'm having deja vu. Like you just talked about something very similar to this. No, I think I mentioned that I that it was coming up maybe. But uh, oh, okay. yeah, uh, I mean, I do, I do tend to go to arcades like when I'm traveling for work and stuff like that, like arcade bars mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff like that. I'll hit up pretty pretty regularly. Oh, I think that's what you were talking. I think you went to one of those while, like the week before, and that's what she said. Okay, sorry, never mind. <laughs> I'm not crazy. <laughs> I mean, a little bit, but like not delusional at this point. Anyway, <laughs> um, that's really cool though. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun because like I love playing old like. I've never been like a huge pinball guy, but like I like I'll I'll stand there and play a game for as long as I can, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I mean they had like some of the really old like classic ones from you know like the Pac Man and stuff was maybe a little before our time, but the ones that yeah. like you and I, Mark, would would uh, really um, you know sort of get a lot of nostalgia out of would be like the like Simpsons multiplayer game, like the huge like yeah, six yeah. player X Men games yeah, and that yeah. sort of thing, or like uh, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter. They had all that stuff too. Or like yeah. Time Cop and that sort of shit. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah, like those old. Uh, what the fuck were those games? Like the T two and the Aerosmith. Yeah, remember that fucking Aerosmith shooting shooter? game? Yeah, yeah. Aerosmith. <laughs> or like the the House of, House of the Dead, House of the Dead, or whatever games as well. Those were. I remember playing. Yeah. There was at the at the theater in St. Catharines. Like Eric and I pumping a ton of money into the House of the Dead. Yeah. 
at one point. Like this those those ones there. would just fucking eat your goddamn quarters. That's why I like playing oh, them yeah. now on like free play because uh, yeah. you know you just you can actually get through the fucking game even if you have to you know get a get a new <laughs> life continue every, a million yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, continue fifty times or something like that. But yeah, I mean, I'm. Yeah. I'm really big on pinball just because, like, you know, I could go online and probably play, like, you know, I can play, like, Pac-Man or a lot of these old, like, just straight-up arcade games anytime. But, like, there's such a, like, a tactile sensation involved with pinball. Like, you know, you can... But that's why, like, the uh, the light gun games, like, that that's something you can't yeah. get. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's something that, like, I kind of miss is those, like, even if they were, like, crushingly, stupidly hard mm-hmm. all the time and, like, just gobbled your money up. Like, there is something about, like, playing those games on the arcade cabinet kind of thing yeah. because they have that tactile experience and like i'm trying to think i think it was time crisis that had the gun that actually had the bolt action and stuff like that that worked and it was kind of fun like that was how you reloaded was to like yeah release the bolt and shit yeah it's kind of fun um cool that's awesome yeah i wish they did that they must do that kind of shit up here i should just look into it wouldn't doesn't yeah, mark know nice about this kind of did. stuff yeah, yeah he does you would think mark would know about that kind of stuff or given that he runs a game store, could or- like start organizing one. Yeah, that'd be cool too. Absolutely. Yeah, you'd think maybe I should just tell him because he's got so many, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, like in this in this sort of situation, like people bring their machines from their private collections or from their like arcades and stuff like that, um, or bars or whatever. You know, so people come from like all around to come to this thing and bring their machines in. Yeah. It'd be good publicity. It'd be good publicity for his store, actually. Yeah. That's a really like good that. point, actually. Yeah. I think I should bring that up. Like, yeah, get something like, like that work- going in like Toronto or something like that. If there's not yeah. already, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd be surprised if there wasn't one something like that happening. But I've never heard of anything like that. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't actively look for that kind of stuff, so maybe I should. Maybe I'll take a look. I feel like that's something you should look for that you would like enjoy. enjoy. Probably. Um, okay. But yeah. So my geek of the week. What was my geek of the week? I'm trying to think. Is it your concert? I did go see the Deftones again this week, which was fun, but not probably the geekiest thing I did. I think my geek of the week was actually um, kind of leads leads us into the topic of our of the uh, of the night. So we can skip it and go right to the meat of the episode if you want. Oh, okay. You're breaking the rules, Mark. That's my thing. I was going to no, say, wait. this is here the Toronto Pinball and Game Room Show. That sounds like what we're talking about. Uh, oh, Tim's already found it for me. What yeah. is it? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Toronto Pinball and Game Show. Oh, it looks like maybe it hasn't happened in a while. This fucking website looks pretty out of date. Uh, yeah. This website looks like it hasn't happened since like 2010 or something like that. Oh, rough. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> do a sting, you fuckers. Come on. Oh, right. I don't know. <laughs> Comfortable meat. Comfortable meat. That's funny. It's <laughs> the kind of meat that you can just uh, lay down, lay down your head on like a pillow. Mm-hmm. Lay down <laughs> for your meat. Like a big old pot, big old pot roast. That's what Christy was thinking about. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Not yeah, roast. I got at pretty all. excited about. <laughs> thinking about um, meat. So the. The impetus for uh, the topic of this week was I will go back and rewatch certain movies over and over again. And this week I was flipping through Netflix and noticed that um, Big Trouble in Little China is still on there. Um, 
And will I will rewatch that movie every time I notice that it's there and want to watch it. So I wanted to get the guys to talk about uh, all of us to talk about like movies or TV shows or stuff like that that we go back to very frequently for whatever reason and just kind of like chat about that kind of shit. So that was my my first one. That was what kind of brought me to it because I love. Have you guys ever seen Big Trouble in Little China? No, I have. I have. It's been a long time and I think I've only watched it maybe once or twice. Oh, Tim, you should go back and watch it. <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China is like the most ridiculous like John Carpenter movie of all time. It's like a kung fu movie. Post, post-apocalyptic, dystopian uh, kung fu movie. No, 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 it's not. It's not at all. It's like set in contemporary, like or like contemporary, like eighties LA. Oh, okay. Or I'm thinking, or I'm thinking, Escape from New York for some reason. You're thinking Escape from New York. Yeah. No, uh, Big Trouble in Little China is like this complete like farce of a movie. That's like they're set, they're like in little like little Chinatown or something like that. Yeah. In, I think it's San Francisco, and like there's an ancient uh, Chinese sorcerer, and like stuff like that it's it's almost like mortal kombat the movie but like ridiculous and if you haven't seen it it's almost impossible to explain why it's so good so i'm just gonna say like go watch big trouble in little china it's on netflix christy you would love it it's so goofy you would love the yeah. shit out of it yeah it's got cur- so like out of it you would love the shit out of it the, the whole like premise of the movie is that like they play kurt russell like he's the hero mm-hmm. but he's actually kind of ineffectual and a goof like just doesn't really know what he's doing so he ends up like knocked out for half of every fight that goes on oh man that's hilarious it's super funny like it's just so charming to watch and like i can go back to it and watch it and it's got all this weird kind of bad 80s john carpenter or uh john carpenter like effects and music and stuff like that to it yeah so i remember it being good i just it wasn't something that like i I watched it kind of past my formative years the first time so like it didn't yeah. end up having like a lot of like nostalgia resonance with me kind of thing that way. I feel like I feel like it's kind of like how people talk to me this is a movie that's kind of like the how people talk about the Monty Python movies where it's just like okay mm, you get together get bombed with a group of friends and put it on because it's just like ridiculous and if you know the movie there's all this quotable shit going on mm. and stuff like it's just a ridiculous thing that'll be something we'll have to do maybe that'll be something we'll do we'll do a commentary track for big trouble in little china and get all this wrecked and watch it we'll get eight people in the room again or like we're not gonna 12 or something (laughs) yeah but we're not we're never doing that again make it completely unlistenable i am never editing a podcast like that again there's no (laughs) fucking way i'm ever doing that again But I thought we'd go around the room christy you're really quiet tonight are you okay are you like you're i'm okay i remember i said i had a fever yeah but I thought you were going to be goofier because of your fever. I thought you would be like uh, de- delirious and shit. I remember I said I'd be, <laughs> I said I'd be either delirious and shit or I'd be really tired. <laughs> well, really, really tired. really tired seems to be the order of the day. We just got to so. keep recording until she gets like overtired to the point of delirious. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we. I can don't want to. Do I don't want to get there. Until <laughs> right. she gets punchy. I don't want to do that. <laughs> All right, Christy. Pinchy. Um, so what's the first movie? Is it, are we doing TV as well as just movies? You can do both. I don't really care. I don't like to have rules the way you guys like to have rules <laughs> on your episodes. Unless so. it's albums, in which case Mark has rules. Well, I have fucking rules about my records, but like, we're not, not on this one. So <laughs> throw something out, Christy. What, what's something you rewatch all the time for whatever reason? Uh, well, I, um, <laughs> I don't know... <laughs> Why I go back to it, I've talked about it before, but Heartbreakers. 
worst movie <laughs> with Gene Hackman and Sigourney Weaver <laughs> and that other person you guys think is hot. Jennifer, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hewitt. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so hot. Um, I don't know why I keep going back to that damn movie, but I can I watch it either. like all the time. Like all the time. <laughs> God damn it. Um, and I don't know why. Um, There's got to be something yeah. about it. Like, was it a time of your life? Or, like, do you have a thing? Weren't you saying you have a thing for, like, Jason Lee? I did. I loved him. Oh, yeah. That was the big impetus. Yeah. I loved Jason Lee. And this was before I saw him in all of, like, things like Dogma and... Um, like all the Kevin Smith stuff? All the Kevin Smith stuff. And I was like, you're ruined. <laughs> this is who you really are. How can you explain? Okay, wait. Ex- explain how that ruins him for you, because that just makes him better to me. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just he was. I liked the sensitive, lovely guy that he was. Not, not Brody Bruce. Him. Not, not Brody. <laughs> no. So, not Brody Bruce and his stink palm. And yeah, I was gonna his, say uh, the stink palm didn't do anything for him. <laughs> his, his farting during blowjobs. What? There's a joke about him letting go while he's. Yeah, well, Shannon Doherty's blowing. I think small rats. I think uh, I'm. I think I want our uh, one year anniversary show, which I'm going to be hosting, to be our view askew show. I'm going to throw that out there right now. So that's four shows, four weeks, Christy. You have to go back and watch the Jersey trilogy. Oh no! <laughs> You'll enjoy them. Oh, I hope so. I just don't. I, I don't want to more and more of Jason League. Jeez. <laughs> well you only get him oh he's in two of those movies that's right yeah the, the original trilogy is in two of them yeah because he's not in Clerks no they weren't well, at that point yet in Clerks yeah. yeah they didn't have the budget for Jason Lee and Clerks <laughs> actually they might have because he was still skateboarding at that point I think yeah he might have done mm. it from nothing I think he was in LA though anyway alright Christy you're no fun tonight <laughs> no I know I'm super boring I'll have better ones that are funnier in a bit <laughs> in a bit She's got to, like, make up her list now. That's what... No, I have it on my cell phone. All right. Um, all right. So some of mine are, are ones that I've mentioned on the uh, show on the podcast before, but I'm going to go to one that I don't think I've really talked about on the podcast before, and that's the uh, the Cube movies. So Cube and Ooh. Hypercube and Cube Zero, the prequel. Um, these are, like, super fucking CanCon for starters. Um, like they're, they're pretty low budget movies. If anybody hasn't seen these movies before, it's basically like a bottle, uh, movie. These people just wake up and they're in this maze of, uh, rooms that are cubes. They have six entrances, one on each wall or, and one on the floor and one on the ceiling. And, uh, basically they have to figure out a bunch of puzzles to find their way out. But a bunch of the uh, rooms have like brutal fucking booby traps. And if you set off the booby traps, you just fucking die horrible deaths yeah so i think i've only ever seen the first one (laughs) i didn't even know what was the third one you said the third one's cube zero it's a it's a prequel yeah i've never seen that one yeah okay hypercube i remember hearing about and being like i don't remember liking the first one (laughs) i don't think i'm gonna watch that um but it really so it combines three things that i really like uh indie movies torture porn and puzzles that's three really weird things. Three, three weird things <laughs> very, that don't seem like they should go together. Ideas, yeah. yeah. But why uh, do you watch those? 
I just what? I love the, loves the torture thing? shit though. I do like I, I and it goes. This goes back to like my love for like slasher movies. Is I like seeing creative deaths, creative ways for like people to get mass like massacred or whatever. Um, but I also like the 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 overall idea of it. It's it's it has this sort of interesting, pretty loosely defined idea or uh, mythology behind it, which they sort of explore more in the prequel movie, which is basically that. Um, well, they talk about it in some of the other movies as well, but that this thing is just like it's out in the desert somewhere, buried underneath the uh, earth, and nobody really knows how it got made or why it was made. It's just there, and it's one of those like sort of bureaucracy gone unchecked kind of right. things. Yeah, yeah, so it's just you know it was a, a headless uh, monster that made this thing. Like the left hand didn't know what the right was doing. It got made. Now they put people in it to like people that they want to you know remove from society or whatever kind of thing or like uh that have learned too much or whatever so um i mean some of the acting in it is downright terrible because they've got like fucking budget actors um but it's it's it basically comes down to three entire movies that are are bottle episodes right because all of these movies are for the most part filmed in a single room, they just like change the color of the walls or something like that to make it look like you've moved to a different room. And like, obviously like there's different traps and stuff in the, in different rooms and that kind of thing. And the second one, um, hypercube, uh, as the t- name sort of implies goes like 4d on it. So, uh, instead of it just being like this big puzzle of rooms, it's, uh, the rooms shift time as well. So you could see yourself from earlier in the movie or something like that, or you could go into a room where time's moving much slower, much faster than it was in the room previously and that kind of thing. So, uh, and I love like time travel and, and movies that fuck with time in that way as well. So, um, yeah, the second movie, I think I might even like more than the first one, but, uh, yeah, so nobody knows how these things, how the things got made. They just know that, it's either their job to, you know, they, they have to either get out of it or they have to, or in the third movie where you sort of see the people that are running it, like it's their job to keep it running kind of thing. Like it's sort of like, a, I guess, Cabin in the Woods in that way. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like, you, yeah, like it's, it's these people's job just to keep this going and they don't, I guess they have some idea why they're, but, uh, you know, that's just what they do and it's a shitty job, but they have to do it kind of thing. So they're they're just fun movies. They're they're really well made for the budget that they had, kind of thing on them. And uh, and I I watched them over and over again. Like there was uh, a couple years where I'd probably watch them every couple months or something like that. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Okay. That's. I, I'd have to. I'd have to go. I don't. I, haven't, I, don't I, I know I've seen the first one. I'll have to watch Hypercube at some point and see if I can find it or whatever. Yeah. The nice thing is they're like thinkers too. Like they're not stupid movies. Uh, they're movies that sort of do challenge you a little bit, which you don't often get in horror movies or suspensey kind of movies. Yeah. So. All right. Well, you were talking about bad acting. My next one is like a terrible, terribly act. Well, except with one exception, this movie's terribly acted, and it's like so. It's purely based on nostalgia um but the masters of the universe movie <laughs> with Dolph Lundgren as it's Dolph Lundgren as Prince Adam yeah and it's i when we were we did our episode about bad performances in good movies and we were going to do the opposite mm-hmm. this is the this is my like number one pick for terrible movies that has one amazing performance in it 
and Franklin Jella is Skeletor, <laughs> just chewing up all the scenery that is available to for him to chew up is absolutely amazing. Wow. So I don't know, like you have to be like total child of the eighties to understand the appeal of a garbage like forty million dollar not I don't even think it was forty million dollars. I think it might have been like one of those canon eighties yeah. movies um that they spent twenty million dollars on and get Dolph Lundgren to star as an action figure mm-hmm. for an hour and a half. Um and like for some reason Courtney Cox is in the movie before she was famous. <laughs> and it's completely ridiculous. I mean, you've seen it though, right? Like I have. It's been a long, long time. I very barely remember it. I uh, I liked the He-Man cartoons, but uh, the movie. I think that was another one where I watched it like after I was sort of too old for it, and so yeah. it didn't like uh, didn't take root in my childhood the same way. I, and this is one of those ones. I think my was one of those like my mom was because my mom is uh, a nurse, so she would work shift work. Mm-hmm. And it would be like weekends, if she was working nights on the weekends to get the kids out of the house, dad would take us to the movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So this would have been the kind of movie he would take us to see just to get us out of the house for a couple hours so my mom could sleep. Yeah. Like on the weekends or something like that. Because I remember seeing it in theaters and just being like spellbound at big screen He-Man, not realizing that it's really like a legitimately terrible fucking movie. <laughs> but I will still like go back to it every once in a while and rewatch it just because I've come to appreciate Franklin Jella. Just like literally gnawing at the fucking shitty sets. Like he's just chewing every piece of scenery he can. Like he's so over the top evil as Skeletor. It's insane to watch. And then watch everybody else in the movie just kind of sleepwalk their way through what is <laughs> one of the worst Star Wars knockoffs of all time. Like it's a ridiculously bad movie. But it's got this whole like camp appeal to me that I can't. It's almost like going back and watching like. It's almost like 66 Batman without the like the self-awareness that that show had. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just campy on that level where it's just like everything is just so overblown and goofy or like so overblown and everybody's so earnest about it that you're just like this is fucking ridiculous. And like I'm trying to think who it is. The guy who plays um he's the principal in every 80s movie because he's the principal in Back to the Future. And I can never remember his name. Oh, the the black guy? No, in Back to the Future. No, the white in Back to the Future. The bald guy. The guy who's always bald. They make a joke about it. He's like, did you ever have fucking? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know who I you're talking about. I don't remember who that is. No, I can't remember his name. But he's like the he's like the principal, like the hard ass in every fucking '80s movie. He's also the captain in Top Gun. Yeah. Why? Why I remember that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, James okay. Tolkien apparently is the dude's name. I had that does not ring a bell, but he's the principal in that movie too, and he gets involved, ends up like hooking up with the sorceress and staying in Eternia at the end for some reason. Like it's the fuck I forgot Sting was in that goddamn movie. Sting is it the singer Sting? Oh yeah, I love him. Is he in that movie? I thought he was. Didn't you just say Sting was in that movie? No. That's what you just no no fuck no Sting was in. God, why I'm thinking Dune for some reason. He was in Dune, yeah. yeah. Sting was in Dune. He wasn't in fucking Masters of the Universe. <laughs> Sting's got way too much self-respect to do this kind of movie. <laughs> like, this is a terrible, terrible movie. I don't know. That Dune movie was pretty shit. Yeah, true. It was but David Lynch, but it was shit. It was I was gonna say it was directed by David Lynch, so there at least there is that level of prestige attached to it. Yeah. But it's still a pretty fucking horrible movie. Yeah. Um 
But yeah, like totally. If you're having like a campy movie night, totally watch Masters of the Universe. Like it's so ridiculous. Yeah, you should rewatch it, Tim. It's like, get bombed. Don't fucking watch it sober. <laughs> like, do not ever watch this movie sober. But like, have like six beers and then watch Masters of the Universe and laugh your ass off and just enjoy. It's you just really have to watch it for Frank Langella. Also, um, I can never remember the motherfucker's name. The guy who played Tom Paris is in it for Christie. Oh, what? Really? Who the yeah. Robert McNeil, who's I think it? his name is. The guy who played Tom Paris in Star Trek Voyager is oh, in I Masters of the him. Universe. He's in uh, he's him. Courtney Cox's love interest in that movie. Yay. Yeah. yeah, so there's a little Voyager connection. Tie-in. Yeah. Yeah, but you should both get shit faced and watch this movie because it's ridiculous <laughs> and you'll laugh your ass off. Well, maybe I, apparently, we might I, I apparently have a thing for, for campy movies that I'm I didn't realize before. <laughs> I was gonna say. Learning things about ourselves. <laughs> Podcast um, therapy. Yeah, yep, pretty much. Totally. Um, so there you go. Master of the Universe. Christy. Well, mine all suck because they're like embarrassing. I want to hear the Gerard Butler story, honestly. That's why I wanted to do this episode because you were <laughs> oh. like, I'm going to tell this story on the podcast at some point. And then you kind of half did. And I was like, how can I get her to tell this weird <laughs> obsession with Gerard Butler? And then this topic came to mind, also oh. because I wanted to talk about Big Trouble in Little China, and I I'm, thought maybe yeah. you guys have actually seen it, but no. I just feel bad because, to be perfectly honest, I uh, I I don't have any Gerard Butler movies that I go to all the time and watch. So yeah, but I, you like I him? Feel explain like I'm him. Disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> um. So just explain him. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Well, uh, when <laughs> I uh, was oh god, I had to be. 14, uh, I discovered him when a friend brought over um, Dracula 2000. Nope, nope, oh. that's a lie. That's a lie. We were watching um, Phantom of the Opera, and he was the Phantom. Poor choice, but I fell in love with him because um, he was so hot in those high pants. Oh, my God. <laughs> Frilly white shirts so and high pants. So hot in those high pants. Oh, my God. <laughs> Those, they, he was wearing this like frilly white shirt in the final scene of these pants that went right up to his like, like his pecs, and I was just like, ah. <laughs> he was so tall and beautiful. And um, then a friend came over, and we rented all the Gerard Butler movies we could find, like just went nuts, and um, just started Explain, watching for the kids. Explain renting a movie. Oh, renting a movie is when you had to go to a store and you had to have money in your account to make sure you could rent it. Um, And you went to and hoped to God the movie you wanted was on the copious amounts of shelves in a store called Blockbuster or Rogers or Jumbo Video. And Jumbo Video is pretty regional. I'm wondering if people remember that. I love Jumbo. But uh, yeah. yeah, there was one at St. Catharines too. I bought a lot of hero clicks at Jumbo Video one summer because they mm-hmm. they yeah. sold them and they were open twenty four hours. Yep. Yeah, they were red. Um, sorry. Um, <laughs> and they had free popcorn. They had free popcorn. Yes. <laughs> My uncle owned one for a long time. Uh, Where? In uh, London, Ontario. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah, Uncle Ron and. Um, what ended up uh, happening was we rented all these movies with Gerard Butler and went on our Gerard Butler rampage. Um, don't judge me, host number 3.5. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, and um, I just, I love, I-, I had like a bit of an obsession. Um, like I must have watched Dracula three that or two thousand or three thousand. Can't remember. Like at least 2000. four t- two thousand, at least four or five times before I took it back. And like Jeez. I would think about him when I was like just doing chores and about what our life would be like. And um, I like would watch uh, Phantom of the Opera on repeat, even though I didn't think he was the greatest singer. I was just like, ah. And um, what other movies was he in? A uh, three hundred. I watched quite a few times just to like see his abs. And like I never went so far as to lick the screen, but. You know, it was pretty close some days. Uh, I watched that terrible movie he was in with Jennifer Aniston where he was a bounty hunter and she was his bounty and his Whoa, ex-wife what? and his ex-wife. Explain this, explain this movie to me. Yeah. I've um, never heard. Is it like a romantic comedy? No, I've never seen P.S. I Love You, hilariously enough. Um, I've never seen Because I didn't want to think about him dying. Uh-oh. I not handle it. Again? Where was he dying? Oh, it was Dracula. Oh, it was different. That was a sex thing. This one, a bit of too real death. Just too real. But yeah, he had that terrible movie. I think it was called Bounty Hunter or something. He was Bounty Hunter, and Jennifer is, he was his bounty and his ex-wife. What are you laughing at? <laughs> 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 Went full fucking Decepticon on us there. <laughs> God Christine. damn it. What? Devastator merge for the kill. <laughs> her uh, her recording seems to have stopped and uh, yeah, she seems to have stalled. Zencaster as well. Jesus Christ! Fucking Scientologists again. We won't even talk. Is Gerard Butler a Scientologist? No, I don't know. They're just. <laughs> going on are you back now christy what's happening what, what? the fuck is happening <laughs> what's going on are you back yeah can you hear us yeah why are you laughing oh <laughs> because your fucking audio went berserk for a couple minutes you went like full transformers for yeah. a good like two minutes there yeah oh weird <laughs> My back? But now Am it I seems good? to have resolved itself. So I don't know. Well, you're kind of you're you're kind of laggy, but you you are seem to be back. That's weird. I don't have anything open. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just your connection is shit. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Um, do you want me to keep talking right about though. Gerard Butler? <laughs> he was Did in How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> oh, the think. Ugly Truth that he was in with uh, Catherine Heigl. Terrible, terrible movie. Um, I, she's so attractive, but I hear she's like such oh, she's a bitch. He was Beowulf <laughs> in Beowulf and Grendel. Remember when that weird animated movie came out? I do. Yeah. It was, it was weird, but good, but yeah. weird. But I mean, Beowulf oh. is a difficult story to begin with. I can't believe I didn't I even know. mention this. Sorry, what? Well, I just I don't know that it, like aside from three hundred, I've ever seen him in anything. Um, I watched him in Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life. Oh, I've seen that. Like, 20 <laughs> times. Wasn't, um, 
Oh, it was Daniel Craig was in the first one, wasn't he? I don't care. It doesn't matter. Look, he was in the Grand of Life, and that's all I know. Yeah. He was so beautiful. And and he dies, and it's the worst. I was just like, no, Gerard. I will admit that I cried in Tomb Raider, which is not something a lot of people do. Um, Can I ask a question? You might know. Is London Has Fallen a sequel to Olympus Has Fallen? Are they the same? Are like the same series of movies? I don't know. Because they both starred Gerard Butler. Maybe then. I don't know. Oh, he was also in Reign of Fire. Remember that movie? I'd rather forget it. He was good in that, even though it was terrible. I only saw it once. I don't. Yeah, that one I watched a few times because of Gerard Butler. But I haven't seen anything. He's in a lot of crap. He's in a lot of bad movies. Yes, know, apparently London Has Fallen is a sequel to Olympus Has Fallen. Interesting. But yeah, He's like, in Tomorrow Never Dies? Yes. Why are you saying that he's in Tomorrow Never Dies? It's not showing know, it up, on, up on Google. It just came up on Google. It's not showing up on his filmography on Wikipedia. No. Oh, weird. When I typed him in, like I typed him in on Google and it came up like movies. And oh yeah, there it, it is. Tomorrow up. Never Dies, I don't think he was 1997. There. But I, I love him a lot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was more interesting for the Decepticon noise sound effects <laughs> than anything else. But... So why don't you go, Tim? <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. What, what one should I talk about? Um, I'll go to one that, that was pretty popular and was pretty critically acclaimed, but I probably like it and rewatch it more than most people. And that's uh, Fight Club. Like, okay. I just fucking love that movie. Like, it really, when it came out, it really appealed to, like, I was very much in sort of a anti-establishment, like, fuck the government kind of mindset sort of thing. And, like, you know, fuck popular culture and all that sort of stuff at the time. Um, so, I mean, it's, plus, it's just, it's a great movie. Like, it, it was, do it, it did a really good, like, twist at a time when, I mean, obviously, if you'd read the book, you'd know, but I hadn't read the book Ooh. beforehand. Um, and, uh, it, at, at a time when, you know, twist endings weren't, like, as overdone as they maybe have been in the last, like, 15 years or something like that. It was kind of almost like the original, like, the one, it almost started that trend, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, it was around the same time as, um, Sixth Sense. Yeah. So it was like those two movies both had these big twists, and that, and then all of a sudden, every movie had a big twist in it. Yeah, mm. and that one in and particular like, oh, was like, one. you know, there are some some of those twists where it's just like, oh, okay, I, you know, I guess that that's kind of cool. But this was one that was like, oh my fucking god, this just changed the entire movie, kind of yeah. thing. And like, uh, oh yeah, you changed... have to go back and like see all the stuff they did and like referenced. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I watched, I rewatched the shit out of this on fucking VHS, and like did like the fucking like frame by frame to see like the penis that he that's inserted and like the little yeah i bet i bet what? you looked for that penis that wasn't it was a it was a <laughs> massive fucking penis that was a do, you, do you not remember that like part of the story where he would work in a movie theater and he would splice like frames of porn into the movies oh, yes. that he was showing and uh they do that um during the very last scene where him and uh Helena Bonham Carter's character. Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, uh, are uh, sitting Martha, there. Martha, right? Uh, Martha, something like that. I can't yeah. remember. But uh, are sitting there, like, watching the towers come down, like, right before the credits roll. It does that. It flashes a huge, just fucking massive white cock on the screen yeah. for, like, 
one or two frames or something like that. And uh, and then on top of that, there's all the like little flashes of uh, of Brad uh, of Brad Pitt, yeah, of uh, Tyler Durden in the uh, um like throughout the movie sort of thing. And it, you know, you just see those little like and and as you go through and rewatch it, you get like those little snaps of like this is him sort of breaking in these moments kind of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, so and and it also gains some. Like it's a movie that Alicia and I've uh, really sort of bonded over as well. Like to the extent where we that we played, uh, "Where's My Mind" as our recessional at our wedding. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty fucking awesome. Because like that to us is like one of the most romantic. You know, we're fucking weird in our romance, but uh, that to us, uh, Tyler and uh, Martha or whatever. Uh, what the fuck, that's gonna piss me off now if I can't remember her name. All I remember is that line. Uh, we screened this movie. I don't know why we screened it because like it, it was like a hard R, and we were all high school kids. Why well, wasn't at that point? I don't think. But wouldn't that come out ninety nine? Uh, yeah, yeah. So we were almost out of high school. Yeah. Um, but we screened it for everybody, and I remember like we were watching it, and I remember all the girls gasping at the um, I haven't been fucked like that since grade school line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I laughed my ass off. And like the thing like, is that's a good fucking line. Yeah, it threw out like so many great lines like that, but it didn't dwell on them, right? It was just like yeah. out and then fucking keep going. Mm-hmm. Um and that's the the beauty of like that of the writing of I mean I'm sure a lot of that came from the uh the Chuck Palahniuk novel to begin with, but it was Marla, not Martha. Marla, Marla. But yeah, that that right. scene at the end. Yeah, that scene at the end where uh you know, it's just Tyler and Marla holding hands, watching all the fucking buildings, all the credit agencies come down. Him, like, with the big fucking hole in his face. And, you know, the Marla, you met me at a very strange ta- time in my life. Like, that is one of the most romantic scenes in any movie for me, period. You're a weird guy, too. <laughs> weird guy. I don't know. I can't, like, I can, I can just imagine, like, how good it must feel to be in that situation at that time and be watching you know the watching the world the establishment yeah crumble. watching establishment crumble watching you know the 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 big banks and the uh you know all of that uh, fucking repression just just fall down around you kind of I thing. Love, i like i like uh button down scientist tim showing his like anarchist <laughs> side here I, I had my like i had my like punk like rebellious like uh sort of years face? yep yep absolutely right, fair enough. so um, this very much awesome. leaned into that. I, uh, I, man, I haven't watched that movie in a long time. I do have it a Fincher movie up. that I watch. It absolutely holds I haven't, up. Yeah, I should, I should go back and watch it because I have a Fincher movie that I go back to a lot, but it's Seven, not. Mm. Oh, Seven's also such a amazing good movie. Yep. Yeah. Seven, I know so many people I, who don't like it, but it's so good. Also appeals to my like torture porn movie. side. Yes. That, well, that's, that's why I thought we would have this one in common mm. because I, it is, it does have like a little bit of a, kind of a torch but they don't show it they don't well they kind of do but they don't show a lot yeah it's pretty sparing in its gore i think for the most part the dude it fucking face down in the food is uh is really brutal it's yeah the, the, gluttony, the, the gluttony one is the worst one yeah yeah the sloth the sloth one's pretty that's gross, true actually. yeah no um, gluttony's the worst yeah gluttony's the worst for sure i just like the that the the surprise like the the, the, the oh, fuck what's his name no, i can't remember kevin spacey, kevin spacey. Oh, shit my brain just like <laughs> on me right there um he's so like chilling in that movie mm-hmm. i'm just like this is like i don't know i don't i'm not even really sure why i go back to it so much aside from the fact that it's just like because it's such a bleak like that's not in any way shape or form a happy movie no 
whatsoever. What's and in the like, box? What's in the what's box? What's in the box? <laughs> Again, I'm sure with the quotable movies, man. Yeah. I don't know. He's always got one good zinger in there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that was a, a really, and that's like really what that was like a couple years before. Uh, I think Fight it was, was seven like or something think, like that. Yeah, I think it's his before Fight Club movie. Maybe that was like between Alien Three and uh, Fight Club. It might have been his first movie after Alien Three. Yeah. Now that I think about it, so those two movies like totally launched that guy's career, though. Like he got really big off those two flicks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm not sure that he's ever see. To me, I don't think I'm sure there's people would argue with me on this, but like I don't think he's ever done anything that good again. Oh, the game was in between them too. Mm. The game's a good movie too, actually. I've not I've, seen. That. I've I haven't watched that in a long time. I I haven't either, but it is a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Douglas and Sean Penn. I don't know. Social Network was really good, but it's a very different movie. Well, I I feel like his movies have become more like. And Gone Girl was almost, fucking awesome. Yeah, Gone that was Girl a was great fantastic. movie. Yeah. He does tone. He does tone about as well as anybody. Yeah. On TV, in movies and, at this and point. suspense, like, like he, him, and fucking Ridley Scott are both up there in terms of like masters of suspense. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would. I guess you would have to kind of be. I guess he must have some kind of affinity for Ridley Scott, considering he did direct an Alien movie. Like he sought yeah. out actively to direct an Alien movie, which is probably, in terms of like, I mean, I don't know if I, I don't really like Alien Three that much, but it does owe a lot more to Alien than it does to Aliens. Like yeah, it, it has a lot more of that, that suspense and and that suspense that and feel like kind and... of bleak, isolated tone yeah. to it. Yeah, absolutely. Which I mean, obviously, Fincher does magnificently but yeah no i like i don't know why i like seven so much aside from like the martin or um morgan freeman yeah like i like that character yeah i feel like the the wise black detective has become kind of a trope and i feel like that's where i i maybe first took notice of it or something like that Mm -hmm. but he plays it so like everybody's so good and it's like i don't i've always liked brad pitt but i feel like that's one of his best roles i don't hate gwyneth paltrow in this movie which is (laughs) almost impossible (laughs) Because I hate her existence, I think at this point. But <laughs> she's such a good Pepper, think... though. Yeah, she is. That's the problem too, right? She's so good as Pepper Potts that, yeah. like, all this goop shit. I'm just God like, damn it! Oh, fucking anti science bullshit. Don't get me started. Yeah, exactly. I know exactly. But I don't know. I don't know. I think with Seven, it's also like one of the only, pretty much like, beautifully unresolved. You don't get what you want. Endings. Oh, you get nothing. You yeah, get literally exactly. nothing from that. So ending, right? it's like one of those things where you're watching it and you're just like, oh, "No, this isn't how movies work." <laughs> and so you're left yeah. like completely unsatisfactory, like unsatisfied but satisfied at the same time too, because you're like, well, "I've never experienced anything like this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I love about movies in general: are movies that do take me somewhere that I haven't been before kind of thing, like movies that aren't really predictable or that take me in a direction I totally wasn't expecting it to, but not a direction that is not right for the movie sort of thing. Like, you know, going, you know, once you think back on it, you're like, okay, that totally made sense or whatever, but I didn't see it coming kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah. Um. I had a I had a personal encounter with uh, Kevin Spacey actually. You've met Kevin Spacey? Not I haven't like met him like shook his hand kind of thing. But um, if you ever watch the special features on the Usual Suspects uh, DVD or Blu-ray or whatever, he okay, he yeah. talks about um, how he uh, 
he goes to Stratford a lot. Uh, the So for those of our listeners that don't know, the Stratford Festival in Ontario is uh, one of the world's like biggest Shakespeare, I think the biggest Shakespeare festival in North America, at least. And uh, also home to Justin Bieber. Yeah. Yep. Um, and they yeah. put on, they put on, yeah, for what it's worth, they put on, uh, <laughs> which is not much. <laughs> yeah. They put on uh, a lot of really great productions. And uh, he talks about that. He goes to see a lot of the shows there. And he also says that he goes and sees movies or he'll go and see the same show multiple times from very different vantage points in the theater. Yeah. Um, to sort of, you know, get a different viewpoint of it and different takeaway. And that definitely comes through in, in usual suspects, right? Because you're seeing the same story told from all the different uh, viewpoints of all the different characters in sort of the yeah. seven samurai kind of way. And, uh, and so my mom and I would, uh, when I was growing up in like in high school and college would always go see one or two uh, shows every year at Stratford. And we went to see one, I can't remember what show it was, but uh, afterwards we went out to dinner uh, at like one of the restaurants that were open for like after show, you know, it's like 10, 1030 kind of thing, like late night dinners. And uh, as we were leaving, there was like this big group of the actors from Stratford. This was one of the places where the actors would frequent after they were done. And uh, they were all huddled around this guy. Like we could see all of them sort of huddled around this guy. And this one guy like with his back to us that we couldn't see. And when we walked out and looked back in through the front window, it was fucking Kevin Spacey sitting there like talking to all these actors and just, you know, sitting there like having a drink with them or having dinner with them kind of thing. What year, what year was this? Uh, probably late nineties. So around this time too. Okay. Yeah. So just as he was like really take, cause this is when his career really like, yeah, it would have been like, I can't remember if it was in high school or college. So it would have been like late nineties or early two thousands. Okay. So just as he was like really peaking. Yeah. Like American, uh, American, American beauty. beauty and the, and usual suspects and seven and all that stuff. Seven yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you can say he was was peaking because, like, he's been keeping it going. Yeah, yeah, but that's where, like, he won his Oscar in that in that era, right? Like, yeah, because he won he won for American Beauty, did he not? Yeah, yeah. So that would have been more like, I mean, yeah, like Kevin Spacey's amazing and has been doing great work ever, like, ever since. But like, that's where he kind of came to prominence and like became a legend. Kind of became Kevin Spacey, kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah. like those are the roles I think that people. Some of the roles, anyways, that people will most uh, commonly associate with him. So yeah, Kaiser Sose, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Totally like an overplay. That is a movie. I, I think I I don't rewatch it as much anymore. But when it first came out, I remember watching it a lot because I was just like, it's so well. Yeah, it's another one of those like there's nothing else like it really, right? Yeah. Even if the story kind of falls apart when you analyze it, you're still like the first time you watch it, you're like, "Holy shit, he yeah. got me!" Like he got uh, he got all of us, kind of thing. Yeah, it's crazy. And that scene at the end where like he's walking along with his like shuffle, and then he sort of straightens up and just he straightens up yeah. and keeps walking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so good. And that's become a huge trope now as well, right? Like the yeah. the guy that's in the room and and you know making up shit based on the environment surrounding him, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. Was that was his performance in Seven based off of the Zodiac Killer? It was the story is uh, there's there's a whole bunch of sources for that. There's some stuff from Son of Sam. There's some stuff from mm-hmm. oh, right, uh, Zodiac. Son of Sam. Yeah, there's stuff from like a lot of different serial killers kind of mashed into um that guy. Yeah, I can't remember what they call him in that fucking movie now. He doesn't. Hmm. Well, that's part of the thing, right? Like, is he like uh, re- removes his identity, right? John, yeah, he's John Doe. Think, John, yeah, yeah, his name, the character's name is John Doe, but they don't give him like a serial killer name either. I don't think. No, it's just they just call him John Doe. 
because he's like yeah. you know uh, uh, burned off his totally fingerprints and everything and yeah there's uh there's a whole bunch of cool stories about like the background of that movie too like all the um the notebooks yeah. that you see when they like they somebody actually went in and, did like, all wrote yeah like hand wrote every single one of them like some art director or something like that on the movie yeah. like must have lost his goddamn mind and just like went in there and wrote like a thousand books like yeah. by hand that was a good movie that, to to watch like the special features and stuff on for sure that was a yeah, really good absolutely. dvd set even the uh, like the opening credits are super interesting too, which has a, a really weird remix of Closer by Nine Inch Nails mm-hmm. and stuff like that on it. Like it's got probably where Fincher's relationship with uh, Trent Reznor starts too. Actually, yeah. they end up working together a uh, fuck of a lot <laughs> afterwards. I think there's I think he's doing the, his next movie too, if I'm not mistaken. Nice, that's yeah, cool. I think, they just, I think they just work together all the time now. I, like I mean, I guess their aesthetic is pretty like they're pretty close in wavelength in terms of like aesthetics. So yeah, it kind of makes sense anyway. Um, yeah. So Christy, you want to, you want to throw one out? So we made you talk about Gerard Butler and then you turn into a fucking Decepticon for a minute. <laughs> well, the, uh, other movies that I watch that I go back to, Oh, I should say this, like a lot of TV shows that I go back to are like scrubs and Frasier and, um, like the office. Those are the three big, yeah. TV shows I go back to. The Office um, I definitely oh, and Clone do High. as well. Clone High. Yeah. Like, I could watch those shows um, a million times over and just never get tired of them ever. Like, I think I watch each of those series once a year. Okay, explain. Like, I've seen Scrubs once and I did enjoy it, but like, there's like this weird cult to that show <laughs> that I don't entirely understand. So, explain to me your love of scrubs it's the characters are just like the great thing about scrubs i think i've said this on here before is that it starts you off with a hilarious like feel good um goofy um kind of mojo thing happening and every episode starts off with something fun and gets you engrossed and then there's lots of jokes but then by the end you it's heartfelt and it's always like something lovely and they tell you like almost like a life lesson but it's 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 really sweet, and to do it in the premise of the hospital really brings people together and makes um, makes it feel just every episode because of the roller coaster it takes you on emotionally. It makes you feel fulfilled almost. Yeah. Okay. Oops. I'm dropping. I shit. think that's the best way I can think to describe it is that it, you feel like you've had an experience watching it, and that you haven't just wasted a little bit of time. It's it makes you feel things. It definitely pulls on the heartstrings a lot more yeah. than uh, than other comedies did, especially comedies of that time. That was a sort of time period, is from what I can recall, where a lot of comedies were pretty like fucking cynical, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a little bit lighter in tone, or at least less, uh, a little more hopeful in tone, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It so also gave us what's his name, Zach. Zach Braff. Zach Braff. He's great. Yeah. And uh, and the dude that uh, played Perry, like his performance on that show is just um, outstanding. Yeah, yeah, he's Doctor Cox. Yeah, Doctor Cox. Oh, okay. I was gonna like yeah. you talking about Doctor yeah. Cox. Okay, yeah, I like that was the character that I liked the best. No way. Yeah, what? That was the one I, I kind of <laughs> clung to a little bit. That surprises. Why? Why, why are you? Why are you guys surprised by? Yeah, that? yeah, the cynical, sarcastic guy. That's the guy that you really liked. Oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> Shocking, right? Yeah. 
but yeah, no, Surprising. Scrubs is <laughs> Scrubs is really. Good. It's the kind of same. Yeah, thing. I don't know. Like, yeah, I've seen like I've seen I've, like, like I said I've watched I watched all of Scrubs and maybe it's just because I watched all of it and that includes that ninth season or kind of got fell apart. I didn't. Bit. I don't Ugh. watch that. That doesn't count to me. It hurts my soul okay. that fucking season. That okay. does not count. So is it? So I guess it's not that's canon. Considered, no, that's kind of that, that's like the ga- the uh, the gas leak season. It wasn't supposed. Yes, it wasn't supposed <laughs> to exist. Like they had this gorgeous, beautiful, yeah. touching ending to season eight, and it was just it was perfect. It wrapped everything. It should have just stopped, and then they got and renewed. And my, um. I don't think some executive yeah. said we we this is still making us a shit ton of money. Let's make some more of it. And they ruined it. Yeah, it really did. Ruined. And that that might be the reason that I haven't gone back and rewatched uh Scrubs cuz I also I watched through the whole series including the last season, but um I it, I've never I, watched it. I don't think I've I I might have gone back and rewatched them the earlier stuff like in between seasons kind of thing, but I don't think I've rewatched any of it since it ended. I think and like that may be why I've never re- like I rewatched it all like it was done when I sat down to watch it finally like people were like had harped on me to watch it but I was like it seems too fluffy for me so I'm gonna walk away mm-hmm. but when I actually just sit down well I did enjoy it but like I remember I watched all of it so like I just watched it straight through and I was watching the ninth season just being like this isn't even the same fucking show anymore no what do you guys do and it kind of left a shitty taste in my mouth so I've never been like I'm gonna go back and watch it. Yeah. I didn't feel like a huge emotional connection to any of the characters either, so um, maybe there's that too. I did like their little romance, him and uh, Turk. Yeah. Is it Turk? Yeah. Yeah, did I get that right? Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the character's Turkleton. name. Turkleton. Yeah. yeah. I did like their little like romance. That was kind of fun. But other than that, I was just like, eh, all right, cute. <laughs> I enjoyed it. But it's not something I would go back to the way I've like, like sitcoms, I go back to like 30 Rock a lot. Oh, 30 like, Rock. That's... Yep. Yep. 30 Rock's a show that I watch a lot. And again, Jack Donaghy, like, he's like my spirit animal. Like, I just want to be that man sometimes. Yeah. I think the U.S. office for me is what uh, Scrubs was for you, Christy. Like, where I got, like, uh, like I find a lot of the characters, like, really relatable. And uh, and mm. um, I really liked following them throughout all of the seasons kind of thing. Especially as, like, some of the background characters became sort of, like, main characters later on. Like, uh, Phyllis and... Um, fuck drawing fucking blank stanley pretty tired stanley yeah like all those guys and uh oscar angela yeah yeah kevin. exactly oh kevin i fucking love kevin i love I kevin love and i real voice <laughs> i love kevin and i love the uh the character from the uk office that kevin was based on as well it was fucking amazing like there's a scene in the uk office where it's just this like the other guy that kevin's based on um dumpy like big kind of guy um just eating a scotch egg and it's just like monotonously hilarious. Um, but yeah, the the U.S. Office for me, like even the, even the last seasons, like without uh, Michael, where it's Andy running the office and stuff like that, I can still go yeah. back and watch those and still enjoy them. Like the Andy and uh, uh, his girlfriend. God, it's getting late, folks. Um, oh, you mean Aaron? Yes, Andy and Aaron. That back and forth and everything, and uh, so that's one for me that like. If I need to, you know, if I'm like in a shitty place or whatever, I've had like a rough couple weeks or whatever, I'll go back and throw some of those episodes on and, you know, it can, I can just kind of tune it out or I'll put them on like while I'm working just to sort of cheer me up kind of thing. That's fair. That's my, uh, yeah, no, I do the same thing with The Office. See, I do that. And 30 Rock and Parks. I do that with, um, 
next generation mm-hmm. like that's my like i get bummed out i need to like be in a happy place i'll go watch star trek for some reason i just need captain picard there to tell me things are okay <laughs> i guess i don't know what what's up with that why bald englishmen do that to me but <laughs> yeah so that's like yeah i mm-hmm. i have a very similar yeah i have a similar thing with star trek for like i i'll just randomly throw shows like episodes on just to be like i just kind of feel like being on the enterprise for yeah a couple hours so i'm just gonna go throw like these three episodes on and that'll be the end of it kind of thing or i'll end up sitting there watching like yep. four seasons of it over a weekend there's that other extreme to it too so yeah yeah good times yeah but yeah i'd say like when it comes to tv shows i kind of lump them together because um i love the sort of that that vibe of the mock documentary, documentary. <laughs> like the mockumentary um and just like the the realness of how that feels really i think it's funny because you guys have similar ones because you got like scrubs office and was it parks and rec you said too mm-hmm. whereas i always lean i was i'm always like arrested development uh three rock community are like the three that i kind oh, of oh yeah well like we all know we all watch community oh yeah obviously yeah community is one that we all have in common massively yeah but. And then the early Simpsons episode, like early Simpsons too. Like I, I, I keep them all stored on one of my machines at all times. So that I can just stream them from anywhere in the house and I'll just sit down and like throw two or three Simpsons episodes on like, like season eight, kind of like primetime Simpsons mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. back and rewatch just cause like, they're still like, they're funny, but they're still, they still have that nice, like kind of heartfelt, like things kind of get okay at the end kind of thing. There's still like a nice little message to it and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> usually usually yeah. sometimes not so much but yeah. but again it is probably the more cynical of those shows so there's that yeah no it, it's i think that you like dry humor yeah i'm totally i'm r- totally running out of steam at this point i think we're all like falling asleep i've got more i could talk about but we can always we could always uh do a do a part two to this i have uh one to throw out that is uh somewhat uh topical because last uh Friday uh, was six nine, which is uh, unofficially Bill and Ted Day. Is it really? Yeah, sixty nine really? dudes. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> so they've adopted six nine as Bill and Ted Day. That's pretty good, actually. I like that. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I didn't. I didn't. I never. I didn't see anything about that. But that's good. <laughs> I, I follow like the Bill and Ted like Facebook page and stuff like that. So. Fair enough. Yeah, they do like a countdown and everything. 69 dude yeah, yeah that's but right. those that's fucking funny. movies like they take me back like i saw them in the theaters totally random i think i've talked about it on the podcast before like we this i uh really relate these movies to family vacations because the first time that i saw them we were uh down in like port charlotte or fort myers in florida where my grandparents would rent a house like every march and we'd go down and like stay there over march break with them and uh, my dad took us to see this movie and i was probably I mean, for the movies that my parents would let me see, it was probably a little bit racy kind of thing. <laughs> like, there were some sexual jokes, and I was like 10. Well, maybe no. Maybe I was like 9 or something like that when the first came out. You would out, have been younger than 10. that. When it first came out, it was, we were, like, that was like. It came out at, like, I think 90, the first one. I was going to say 90? Yeah, yeah, so I was like 9 was, years old. Because it was or pre. Because like I remember it was like, it was post guns, but pre grunge. Like, yeah. Yeah. I only remember that because there's such meat. Like, it's. It, is tangentially music related so that, but it, it's pre yeah like pearl jam kind of thing so they're all into like gl- like glammy kind of 
hair metal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. And uh, but yeah, so and then my sister and I just w- would watch these fucking movies over and over and over and over again. We had them on VHS, yeah. and uh, we got to the point as I think I've talked about in the podcast before, where we th- at least thought that we could recite them like word for word. So like with our like action figures or dolls or whatever in the backseat of the car, we'd like act it out on road trips. I specifically <laughs> remember doing it. We went on a trip to uh, Europe uh, when I was like 10 years old. So maybe like the year after it came out and uh, we were just sitting in the, like, you know, we were driving from city to city or whatever and, and just reciting it in the backseat uh, with my sister with like her uh, uh, cabbage patch kid doll and uh, me with, I think I had this like little doll my nana made me called Fred that uh, we were <laughs> acting out yeah, acting out Bill and Ted with. Um, but I mean, it's just they're just fucking hilarious movies. They're stupid as fuck. They're a great mix of like airhead comedy and surprisingly smart time travel stuff. Um, yeah, there's, there's good there's good like time travel theory kind of stuff that goes on in them. That's like yeah, it's actually kind of makes sense especially in the second one where they're they're like talking uh them and denomalos the villain are talking about like going back in time after the concert to set stuff up so that they can yeah. defeat the other one and then they just keep saying like well i'll go back further and do this and the other one says yeah. well i'll i'm the one who wins so i'll go back and do this and then it turns out that they're the ones that go back and do everything and they set everything up you know so that uh so the turn of uh, course of events sort of go as they want them to and oh yeah so good and then in the middle of the concert they take off and do like a three month uh like a uh, fucking guitar training, training session, session yeah. with eddie van halen yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I, the um <laughs> i love the uh the first one especially the second one like it's like you could tell they were just like having way too much fun with the format <laughs> yeah at that point like it's such yeah. a like it's so goofy <laughs> but that first one's so weirdly earnest yeah on top of everything else that it's just like i don't know they don't make movies like that anymore. No, like no. There's like, I mean, the, there's like a whole kind of like sub. I don't even know sub like stuff like Airheads like, or yeah, airheads. like I was just thinking about Airheads or like Pauly Shore movies that sort of thing. Although maybe that's Better Left Dead. <laughs> Possibly that's Better Left Dead. <laughs> but like, but even like like the early Jim Carrey stuff, like mm-hmm. like Ace Ventura would have fallen into that kind of like strata of comedy. Yeah, I mean that that blew up really big. But even like Austin Powers, like the first Austin Powers movie, yeah, like they they made it for nothing, and they put it out, and it probably didn't do super well in in its theatrical run. Mm-hmm. But then like home video hit, yeah, and like <laughs> guys like us for some reason glom onto it, yeah, like to no end. They just don't make shit like that. No, they don't. And the I have so many amazing memories about the soundtracks to those movies as well. The first one in particular, like you said, it's all like hair metal. But it's all like Southern California um, metal bands from the time, like hair metal bands from the time. And some of it is just fucking really, really good stuff. And like they're, you know, you can't find any of these guys other music, right? Like this is the only place that they ended up recording anything that that lasted at all. But some of it is just so like amazingly. I mean, it's super like in that style kind of thing. But uh, although there is late 80s. Yeah, there is like some some like uh, some like Faith No More and shit like that. There is some like uh, of the bigger bands, um, particularly on the second album. Actually, at that point, Faith No More would have been would have been nothing. Yeah. But uh, well, 90 would have been around when they got. Yeah. When they got big. And then in the uh, in the second movie also has a a really amazing soundtrack. Like, uh, well, Primus is in the first one. Yeah, because uh, Prime. No, the no, second one? one, the Battle of the Bands. Primus is one of the bands yeah. that's trying out to be uh, in the yeah. Battle of the Bands, and they also. I remember seeing Les Claypool being like, "Why is yeah. he in this movie?" 
and uh, and fucking kiss that kiss song that runs during the end credits that God gave rock and roll to you is probably my favorite kiss song of all time. Like I when I was in high school, I would call like radio stations, like classic rock radio stations that I was listening to at work or whatever, like my summer jobs and ask them to play that song. Nice. Yeah. I do have a, I do have like a fond like a, a soft spot for the Bill and Ted movies. Yeah. Especially I just like I love the first one so much. Yeah. Like it's one of those movies that like it's like Masters of the Universe or um like we were talking about Big Trouble in Little China. Like if I see it on Netflix and I'm in the right mood, I'll throw it on and just like I'll sit through both of them yeah. in an afternoon for no reason. Yeah. And end up like and it won't even be something I'll put on in the background. I'll end up like thinking I'm going to have it on in the background and then actively watching the entire movie for little to no reason just because like i love that yeah like these are the movies that i was kind of talking about originally like the ones where you just kind of like sink into that world for even if they're not great they're mm-hmm. still just kind of like goofy and you love watching them so yeah i mean and these are ones that like out of every movie i probably like i watched these uh a couple couple years ago we watched them all for my birthday and uh i was like half in the bag but i could still like remember uh, like almost all the fucking lines and shit. I have I have two movies that I'm like that with, and we've talked about Ghostbusters ad nauseum on this podcast. Like <laughs> I can recite the dialogue for Ghostbusters to this day, almost like verbatim. There's huge chunks of scenes uh, that I can do. Oh, we're missing Christy. I can do Ghostbusters uh, quite a bit as well. That and uh, the the this is the the embarrassing one is the '86 Transformers animated movie. <laughs> yeah i know I, why i know all the dialogue for that one i just watched that one a couple weeks ago i had a buddy in from out of town and we were just like hanging around drinking beers and like he was going through my movies and like picking stuff out to watch and he was like yeah we're watching the fucking transformers movie yeah i just got it on blu-ray actually so you I'm got not. the touch yeah man speaking of hair metal yeah fuck, that soundtrack's brutal for that yep all right so i think we've lost christy yeah lost christy. she's I think so. She's still in our Google Hangout, but the Zencaster. She's, she she's is, still in, like she's still in Zencaster, but it's not there's, recording. There's but. no sound coming from her. Can Two. you guys hear me now? Yeah, yeah we can hear you. All right. <laughs> this is craziness. My sorry, listeners. My connection tonight must be like working with my fever and just not letting me function. <laughs> All right. What well, do you want to? We could always just wrap up. I've got enough here that we could do another episode later on. Yeah. I've got lots more. Lots more embarrassing. That's Well, the embarrassing stuff's what we want. But <laughs> we'll, we'll call that a night. We've been going for... I don't know how much I'm going to have to chop out of this, but we've got at least like an hour and a half of yeah, podcast here. absolutely. So we'll call it a night. Um, whew. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are both fucking dying. I think I'm dying. I seriously think I'm dying. <laughs> Get some sleep. Um, yeah, I need to go to bed. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can give us a like on our Facebook page. We're facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast. Um, let us know what your like movies are, like this kind of thing. We want to hear from you. Christy's literally falling asleep on camera right now. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still here. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter if you still use that platform. I don't know. We're at DRD underscore podcast. Um, you can get us wherever our, you get your podcast from. I think Google Play Store and iTunes or Apple Podcast or whatever the fuck it's called this week <laughs> are the two more popular ones. Um, rate us review on your platform. Rate as oh fuck, 
rate and review on your platform of choice. And Maybe we're all brain dead. And <laughs> I'm falling apart, literally. Uh, all right, Christy, while your connection's still alive, say goodnight. Night, everybody. <laughs> Tim, say goodnight. So long, farewell, oh, beaters, and adieu. All right. Adieu, adieu. To you, and you, and you, uh. <laughs> Show tunes with Christy. That should be another segment. Well, we should totally have Christy just sing for an entire episode. <laughs> It'd be good times. Okay. Okay. No. All right, Christy's going to sleep. Uh, have a good night, guys. Bye.